Staying with Grandmother was an event, the loveliest bit of the summer, a glorious time. It had happened every year since John was nine months old and Barbara not there at all. But this year was better than all the other years, for they were sent alone. Not actually for the railway part, for Daddy had been with them for that, but he had gone back the next day and left them with Granny and old Hannah, which meant they weren't looked after at all. For Granny had the most sensible ideas about what children might do. Go where you like, she would say. You are as safe on a Devonshire moor as in your bed. But she always extracted a promise from them before they started out. Now, you must never lose sight of my cottage. I wish for your promise, my dears. They found the promise an easy one to keep, for the cottage was in a valley, and they could climb up the hills and onto the moor for quite a long way in every direction and still see the thatch on the roof and the big slash of colour made by the hollyhocks. One lazy, stuffy afternoon, Hannah brought to them two baskets. Look here. Go up onto the moor now, my dears, and pick up some warts. I hear they're beautiful. The children had often picked wortleberries before, and they thought it fun, even when escorted by nurse, but alone it seemed an important thing to be asked to do. They snatched up their hats and started for the door, but Granny called them back. Are you going to pick me some whortleberries? The children nodded. Then I shall want two promises today, the usual one and a new one. I wish you only to eat ten berries each, for unless they are stewed, they are apt to be very upsetting. Besides, you will enjoy them better served with my thick cream. The sun was blazing down on the moor, and before the children reached the place where the whortleberries grew, their legs were tired with pushing through the heather and their arms with brushing aside the bracken. Let's sit a minute, Barbara panted. She stretched her legs out comfortably in front of her. Heather's lovely stuff to sit on, all springy, like that sofa at home. I wonder if it hurts it, being sat on. John rolled over onto his tummy to stare at the plant beneath him. I expect it can't like it much. Well, we won't sit on these bits very long. Barbara gave her plant a comforting pat. In a minute, we'll move on and sit on other plants instead. The whortleberries were growing in masses. They were pleasantly easy to pick, and for a while both children worked industriously. Then Barbara paused and with purple fingers regretfully put her tenth berry into her already purple mouth. She looked at John's busy back view. How many have you eaten? Well, only eight really, but I've sucked some squashed ones off my fingers. I don't think Granny would count those. I bet she would. I bet she'd count them as halves. Halves? John went rigid with contempt. Halves? Don't be silly. Why, often they're only one lick. Barbara looked severe. Well, four squashed ones shall count as one whole one, but it isn't fair, really. I know your licks. John accepted this and for a while worked on. Then he straightened himself. I've picked thousands and thousands, he grunted, for the picking position led to grunts. Barbara stood upright too and pushed the hair out of her eyes, leaving purple streaks on her forehead. Then suddenly she stiffened and her face slowly flooded with crimson. Oh, we've come too far. We can't see grannies. John studied the landscape. Then he too flushed, for a promise is a promise. We'd better go back. They turned about and set off hurriedly in the opposite direction, but crouching along picking, it's very difficult to notice which way you are going. The children soon found they hadn't noticed at all. 
Then the bracken grew so thick and tall, it seemed to hide things, and the faster they tried to go, the more the heather seemed to cling to their feet. They can't have gone, really, said Barbara without much conviction. Her lip quivered. Of course it can't, silly. It was then that they stumbled upon the man. He was lying so flat upon the ground that they almost fell over him. He seemed as startled by the encounter as they were, and spoke roughly. What you want? Nothing, said John in a brave voice, though he wasn't really feeling it. We're lost, Barbara explained. Lost? The man looked up at her mouth and down at her fingers and smiled suddenly. It was an odd smile which seemed to come from far down inside him and not to happen often. Lost pick and wattleberries. Yes, that's it. Barbara sat down beside him happily. She was delighted they had found him. He was a grown-up, and from such, all knowledge was to be expected, including the way home. <laughs>